Hey guys. Oh, there's no camera then. Jesus. Um. <laughs> Do you want to try that again, David? Yeah. I look at the lens and I'm like. Hey guys, welcome back to the Artists <laughs> Podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works, where each week we take some from pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. Hello, my name is Ben. Yo, Papa, my name is Doc. Do you have a mouthful? Yeah. God damn it, Adam. Every single time, time we have you on the show, you I ruin the intro. Every single I time. you had time. It's <sighs> quick. I do it quickly. God damn it, Adam. Um, you have time now. Oh, for you fuck's know- sake. <laughs> what kind of professional are you? Adam, Jesus. what the Not one. Get it together. You have one job, and that's sit down and shut up. And you can't do that at all. My God. Now, this month we've been talking about things that build tension, that have tension, and use tension very well. Uh, so we thought, what better way to kind of wrap off the, the end of the month than with uh, a sci-fi horror, something fresh, spooky, something interesting. Spooky stories. Something with some spooky, spicy stuff going on. Because this week we are talking about the tension of Night Flyers. Now, Adam put me onto this, and then I consequently made Ben watch it for the show. You made me watch it. I wasn't going to watch this. How many did you delicious. get through? Like, I got through all of it. You watched all you, of it. Oh, I got yeah, through dude. every single episode. That was a fair question because you <laughs> cunts for the last four question. weeks have not done shit I've asked you to. And like, why didn't we watch it? For? It's like, fuck you. Well, yeah, but that, that's, in, that's Infinity War. Why? Yeah, why would that doesn't count? I I powered through like all ten episodes across like four days, so I am okay. I am juiced and squishy, filled with okay. night flyers. So I wanted to ask you guys this because what did you know going into the show about it? Fuck all. That's <laughs> I knew okay. That, then I'll. I knew that it was made by George R. R. Martin, or well, that it was written. I knew that. Yeah. I knew. That, I knew. I knew that it was, was written by him, and yeah. I knew that all of the artwork surrounding it. And the name was the cringiest, the worst, yeah. cringiest shit. And it's like, I, I, I went into it. <laughs> Call the show anything else. I went into myself. I can't get the words. I went into it thinking, oh, good Christ. I hope I don't like this. Because then I'll have to recommend people a program called Night Flyers. Yeah, it I does sound like a when I tell them the like name. a bad sort of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer ripoff yeah. kind of like yeah. teen drama, right. like oh God, show yeah. about witches who ride brooms through the night. I'd watch the shit. That's, that's just that's just Sabrina the, the, on is. Netflix, which is not good. It's not good. Um, <laughs> so, I'll, I mean, obviously, it's a 2018 science fiction horror Netflix series based on the novella and short stories of the same name by George R. R. Martin, um, uh, and. This was made by... It was executive produced by Martin and Daniel Cerrone. Um, Daniel Cerrone's done not a lot of note in his career, and Martin's done a lot of writing. Most of it not amazing, aside from Game of Thrones and some of his kind of um, other sci-fi work. Martin's an interesting character in the kind of literary space where Game of Thrones is so good that a lot of his other stuff is forgiven for being very formulaic. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's fine, you make Game of Thrones. But there's always... Everything he does, there's always a brother and a sister fucking... Um, this show is no exception, but <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Um, so let's start with, before we get into the summary, uh, we'll, we'll go, uh, we'll do a yes, yes, no order. So Ben, what you know the least about it, a so you yes? tell me your thoughts first. Uh, uh, it's okay. Yep. It was fine. I thought some of it was good. I thought the pacing <clears throat> died at about episode six. It's pretty yikes, huh? Um, <laughs> and yep. the ending was just like, hey, remember 2001? Guys, we didn't write a f- we yeah, didn't write last episode. Was... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and like I thought the only cool thing I thought about the show was how the like how the opening scene as like the sort of in medias res was sort of like a bait and switch. 
It's like the only thing I thought was quite interesting was like, oh, you know that everyone's going to die, but like, oh, spoiler alert. Everyone doesn't die. But then it's just like, eh. That was the thing. Okay, we'll get into it. That was the thing I disliked the most is I thought that cold opening ruined the only bit of narrative tension left to that. It doesn't matter. We'll get into it. Uh, Adam, what did you think coming in? I thought that, excuse me, I thought that uh, the whole 2001-esque thing that they did that, that that Ben just mentioned was like, it looked really cool. It definitely looked really cool. I I thought I thought it, I thought it looked all right. I thought it looked all right. And... Sure, no, fine. You can have your own opinion. It's all right, Adam. You're allowed opinions on this show. Mm-hmm. Except nah. you can't think the reality expectation scene is bad because it's not. That's the only thing that I draw hard line. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, so ahead, have... Is that the one thing? Yeah. Um, that's, so that's my yeah. line. Yeah. I thought that the whole 2001 thing was 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 pretty pretty solid looking. The only problem is. That came right at the end of the of the show. If that was like, if that was like episode seven out of ten, and then there was like a resolve to that because they they didn't know if they were gonna get a second season or not at the point at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you when you pretty much use the majority of your last episode to set up a new story, and then you, yeah, da, you're doing something da, wrong. Da, da, <laughs> not renewed. no second season. <laughs> It kind of just leaves you with a pretty good set of, like, the first, you know, five or six episodes, and then a ridiculous amount of dumb fucking twists, and then a setup that will never, ever get resolved. Yep. So they're not getting a second season? They're not we'll talk about that season. a bit later, but oh, then What not. a fucking waste. Um, I'm sorry, spoilers. I'll get into, I'll get into <laughs> some of that. Um, okay, so the summary quickly, it's pretty brief, because a lot happens, so I kept it more top level. In 2093, a team of scientists embark on a journey in space aboard a ship, the Night Flyer, to make first contact with alien life forms. Along the way, violent and terrible events begin to occur, and the closer the ship grows to the aliens, the more bizarre and more frequent the occurrences. The crew starts to suspect something aboard the ship is trying to target them, and as the show goes on, we learn that the key players are all hiding secrets from each other. It's ultimately up to Carl, Captain Eris, Melantha, Rowan, Tail, and Lomi to not just save the crew, but save themselves. Ultimately, Carl's ambition and Agatha's secrets tear the ship to pieces, and we end the season on a cliffhanger with Carl going into the heart of the aliens. Man, that was super high level. The reason it's high level is that... That was so normally, ridiculous. Normally, the reason that I do the summary is to kind of pick through um, the, the plot of the story to recap it for people that haven't seen it. Sure. But with this one, I what looked, plot? Well, I looked at the story and I went, <laughs> the through line is exactly what I just read out. Yes. The devil's in the details, obviously, but a lot of the episodes don't have a ton to do. Like, especially like episodes six to ten don't have a lot to do with the rest of the show. Um. They don't have a lot to do with themselves most of the time. It's so just... normally it's easier for TV shows because like BoJack Horseman is one continuous story. This this is, but it doesn't. It's also not. It doesn't act like it. Not in, not in like a house MD kind of way where there's through lines of like the characters' development, but each story is a contained <laughs> mystery. It acts like a monster of the week, but but there's no monster. It's the, there's no monster, and it's like monsters will randomly be like three episodes long, or just like one episode long, or just. Yeah, the whole, like, separate other spaceship episode, that felt like an episode of Doctor Who. That was, I was like, well, yeah, that was like what, filler, what that was pure filler. Yeah, it's like, just do nine episodes! I'm not going to be offended by watching nine episodes instead of ten. 
Do it's like episodes. the worst episode as well. It's just bad. So weird. Like they, and also like it's it comes at a point in the story where the cool and fun thing about that story is that these people are trapped in this tin can in space together. And they just fuck and off. It's, and they're like, and it's creating this crazy tension. And then they go, oh no, this other ship There's with people we've can. never met before. Yeah. And I was like, wait. So I, I thought like, what? Sorry, that we were I over thought, here. Yeah, were we not doing the other thing with the? I thought we were doing alien, but the, there's and no the, alien. And, yeah. and the yeah. super empath and the. Where are you? Not, yeah. Are you just gonna. Okay. Cannibal. So to okay to, to that end, it got it's currently sitting at a thirty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my what, god! That or the show? No, the whole show. Oh my god! I think thirty three percent is too harsh. Thirty three percent. People hate this show. Too hard. Really? Well, okay. I didn't it, think it was that sorry, bad. Here's what happened. Critics hate this show. Um, sure. But a lot of what people are talking about completely miss the point of what the show is going for. That's what I've gathered as um, well. Where they're like, well, the aliens don't make any sense, and what are the aliens? There's no payoff to that, and why the f- uh, nothing Which happens. Which really is standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same it's kind of thing, box. like, it's Bird Box. It's Bird Box. Or Annihilation. Right. Or Annihilation. Oh, just basically anything sci-fi that's anything trying that to get to the heart of a philosophical concept. Through the lens of Through the aliens. lens of aliens. Well, and there, there, there are a lot of ways. Look like? There are a lot of ways to do aliens, like, well, as, as like, as beings or as characters. Although I, I I feel like just a big spooky spaceship with tentacles. Ah, thanks. Well, thanks for the, the payoff. Yeah. I've watched nine hours that's, of this shit. Great payoff, guys. Thanks very much. It, you know, it's, it's not like... It's, so, it's, it's, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's a moment in, in the horror film where they show you that they show you the, the the bizarre, creepy thing that's been following them fully lit instead of what they do in Alien, like the original film where it's always not lit properly, so it's always scary. Yeah. It's like when they show you the shitty CGI werewolf and you're like, oh, that's not scary at all. It looks dumb. Yeah. Like the cool thing about the, the Vulcran is that you never know what, like even conceptually what they are um, until that last episode and you go, oh, it's a big space brain thing. Well, well in fairness, even in the last episode, it's still it's still very... Vague, but it, it's it's not it's not the kind of vagueness where it feels like are they this like hyper evolved you know one mind entity that's communicating it, it it doesn't feel vague in that way it 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 doesn't feel mysterious it just feels double double down and use his dead daughter it's and like me, like because they already had a cool mechanism by which he was communicating with them I thought that was indirectly. Yeah. Why yeah. not just double down on that and make it be like, and then like he meets his daughter, but now she's an adult or some shit crazy like that. We're like, whoa, like there's something going on here. Yeah. Instead of what they did, which was the bad CGI. I feel like it was all the head fuck bits were like the best bits where you didn't know what was what was real and what was not. I feel like they kind of went with that. Yeah. Well, I thought, yeah, for me, like the sort of like the peak of the whole series was when the probe came back and it was full of meat. Dude, like that's that, wild twist. Yeah, that's, so, that's such a, like, it's, that's a, from like, so that the perspective of this sort of unknown entity that the Vulcan are, it's, they're, it's sort of like, here's an object that you as a human can understand, you know, a probe full of meat. Like, sure, it's weird, but like, but you know what that is. But it's filled with you. Yeah, but it's just, it's so weird conceptually and you're like, and it, it, it sort of, despite not being like a threat it still adds to the tension because you're just like what the fuck and it's it gets your brain going but when you just you know when they just deliver a big sort of massive growth thing that he flies into and it's all weird and wacky and and trippy it's just like uh, you you know you kind of like lose lacks the intrigue yeah Yeah. like it's 
it's like showing Cthulhu. When they when they did that in 1964, it worked. It worked. It worked quite well because people hadn't seen that kind of thing before. But literal decades later, that it, it doesn't even feel like an homage. It's so. It's because it's not like like okay. One of the biggest problems that George R. R. Martin has as a writer is that he's kind of got the M Night Shyamalan problem where he kind of like oh what's up Colby? We got Colby House in the chat. Um, he kind of his twists never quite land anymore because they don't. So okay, Martin is really good at character work. I'm gonna say some nice things, then some bad things. <laughs> George R. R. Martin is a brilliant character work writer. He's crafted some of the most complex and interesting characters in not just modern literature, but potentially in the history of Western canon. Nightflyers and Game of Thrones both utilize this same trick that Martin in- that kind of uses a lot in his writing, where characters you see interacting have secret histories together that you don't know about that's revealed as the story goes on. And it creates like a lot of interesting depth and tension within these characters, right? So you go like, oh, I didn't know that Agatha and Carl we're like lovers or like we're in a relationship for a long time. Yeah. That's a fun twist that kind of cranks up the tension. And you don't know that Teo and Agatha have this weird kind of relationship where Teo's kind of always kidding about like fancying her, but there's really something going on with him from his perspective kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it, it creates this, and especially, you know, even like with Captain Eris, there's a lot. The problem is you can take it too far. Where it's twist after twist after twist, so it's like, yeah. he's a hologram. Why is he a hologram? We don't know. Oh, no, nope, he's, he's not a hologram. He's, he's the actually same. on the ship. He's, yeah. But actually, he's a robot. Oh, no, he's act- ship, no right? actually, he's a-, he's a robot. Nope, he's not a robot anymore. <laughs> no, yeah. No, he's, a, no, he's not a robot. He's a man in a tank now. Like, that starts to... It fatigues it you. It great on you, And yeah. you go, oh, could we stop? And then, you know, you go, oh, the cool, the telepaths are getting stronger. That's They can't touch each other. That's a fun twist. These people that need to support each other can't interact. Oh, now they, they can, can project out of their bodies. project, yeah. Like, that, it's, it's just twist after twist after twist with no consideration of how tiring it gets to try and keep up and give a shit when <laughs> suddenly it's like, you know, when when what's-his-face um, goes crazy... Um, uh, when uh, who's the, with the Australian Rowan. bloke? Rowan. When yeah. Rowan kind of goes nuts you're at, at that cool point where they trick you into it's like a false ending. Yeah. We're like, oh, the show's gonna wrap up, whatever. And then he like they kind of bring him back to normal. Him going crazy makes no fucking sense in the narrative structure. No, it doesn't. Nor with his character. Um, but it creates this this moment where the twist is that Carl still trusts him, and it just wears <laughs> you down because you're yeah. like. Is is Carl supposed to be so manic that he doesn't give a shit that this dude literally killed a woman with an axe and tried to kill Agatha and Agatha yeah. killed herself because of his, you know him pressuring her and and the stuff that's going on? Like that's not a tw- that's not a fun twist or a twist that cranks up the tension. It just takes away all the oxygen from the room and the storytelling. I think the problem with that with that sort of moment of him sort of becoming not himself anymore, becoming quite quite insane. Uh, is that it happened over the course of like ten minutes? You don't you don't go from a perfectly seen being to a complete raging murderer in ten minutes. Now I understand these are li- these are he buries his I wife. I, I literally I have that written down on my notes. Like he it, buries his wife and he sees a bee and he goes, "Time to kill some bees. Time to kill everyone." <laughs> it happens in twelve and a half minutes. Yeah, right. Because there's that time skip and there's twelve and a half minutes between. When that happens, like sorry, uh, when his when um his wife dies to when he's got the axe, yeah. he's gone a crazy boy because yeah. it's an episode cut. When it comes yeah. to when it comes to succumbing to, to to mental illness on on the level that his character succumb, it it's it it's like months. 
years even yeah. you could almost say it's slow signs <laughs> it's little signs you could, yeah you could, um, you you could, could say that you could definitely hey, hey, Adam, say that hey yeah, Adam what if a crazy pitch what if crazy pitch if you have a time skip in your show where one character needs to get progressively crazier what if you open after that time skip with people talking about how much he's changed and how much they're worried about him that's really or, I don't know Writing your show properly for fuck's That's, sake! No, they wow, no, they needed the so time crazy. skip so that she could she could pop be the pregnant. Don't make her pregnant. <laughs> Why is it a baby dying is the only fucking device Martin can come up with for someone to go crazy? Like, oh, my wife and my kid died. Now I got to murder. Like, what if you just get space crazy? Like, what, like, what if being in space for that long? Well, that's the explanation for it. The explanation is that it is space crazy because when. When what's her name dies, he's suddenly not crazy anymore, and he implies that it's, well, it's, the, it's a tick, the tick energy that makes him crazy. Well, it's a tick loop. Yes, right. But, but here's the thing: that's a fine thing to work with, but introduce that I don't know in episode one, <laughs> so that the whole show is is building it's up to like, Roland it, going it crazy. Be, it, you don't just like flip. It's like there's there's little. It's like little things. It's little signs here. It's it's little changes with the way someone acts in certain situations, and that's the kind of thing that if. If they if they had the you know the the intelligence, they would have just started sticking those things in around episode like two or three. We we know they do because they do it with fucking Carl. The doctor could just say, "Hey, wow, maybe all this teak energy is causing some kind of problem with the people." And if it is causing a problem, why does it only cause a problem with we, Carl we... and the Aussie dude? Why is it not we... fucking with everyone? Should we talk about the good, the things we liked, or is there no things that we like? Because I, 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 there were some things I liked in the show. It's filmed very well. It's really uh, well shot. Yes, it, it is. It looks great. Um, Hang on, I can do other good things. Uh, wait. Things. Uh, again, Ben and I are fast. Carl's, Carl's character work is done really well. Um, they do the thing that they don't do with Rome with Carl, where across the length of the show, you see him unravel. Yeah. Really slowly and really subtly. It's ten episodes, but every time you see him, he's progressed a tiny bit more toward the manic kind of era he ends up with at the end of the show. Um, the utilization of his dead is going to sound really insensitive. The utilization of his dead daughter as a device to communicate with Woo! the Vulcan because it's literally like a dead daughter um, works really well, and not just because he's a sad dad. Shut up, Adam. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I didn't it- even think about that yet. <laughs> Oh no. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> the main character is a sad dad, TM. <laughs> um, but it works really well because it, it conveys a lot about the way that this journey is changing him. I think I broke Adam. Um, um, what, what did you like about it? I, I, what, probably the biggest thing I liked about this was how they used sort of the ideas of sort of like these multiple realities. And again, this this is broken by that one episode with the crazy cannibal masturbators where so for, for I my i forgot they jacked them off with a jacked, machine with a yeah with wow. a jackie offing that's machine. so george R. R. Um, yeah it's the the idea that you've sort of got all these different realities that characters kind of kind of phase in and out of and constantly are like you know some people get lost in certain worlds and others so you've got you know you've, you've for one the ship you know inherently the ship being sort of a closed off except for that one episode Yep. kind of space that they can't get out of mm-hmm. you've story, got it's a story in a can yeah, yeah you've got the the computer system the crystal i guess um yeah which is cool yeah it's something you've got the sort of the, the memory machine i guess yeah um and that's really the only way th- there's no scene in this film that is outside or is like on earth that is in the memory 
there's no like yep. it's always shown as being like a memory of yep. someone um and then there's also sort of the the l1 what's his name uh Taya. what Taya. that was like tane well it's spelled t-h-a-l-e thane but they say tay i don't know what they say tay how do they thane. say it adam it's thane i don't say know it. i don't anyway, know and you've got they're... like and and thane's ability to put other people in sort of virtual worlds or brain worlds when he's got the people playing Russian roulette. Yeah. I think the way they sort of bounce all these different realities off of each other is really interesting. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything with it. Well, one, um, of, one of my biggest things on the interesting. I don't, I don't like I don't like the fact that I don't like the fact that little little fucked up in the head British dude became just completely fine. Like he went from hitting everyone to well, eight months. Wow, look at that. I love everyone. Adam, it's a year. Eight, yeah, I think that, a, that, that, they, that's, that needed, a, that's the part that makes the most that, sense. Yeah, I think that needed to happen because, in the film too. Yeah, but I don't want that to happen. Everyone hating him. I fucking, I fucking love the idea of like him fucking with people the whole time. That was awesome. You wouldn't know what's actually happening. But the, the, also the that was part of like the first five episodes when you didn't know that Cynthia was the reason people were hallucinating. Like that was just that part of the tension. As soon yeah. as as soon as you knew it was this dude's mom, that whole tension was gone. So there was no point in having him be yeah. this villainous character that no one really trusted because like, oh, tension's gone. It's not actually him. It, it didn't provide any... Yeah, there was no... Okay, there's, like, there's like two hot... This is like two stories just kind of like... Like really this... The whole thing with Cynthia and Tane should have been the first season. Yeah. And then the second half from like episode... Basically everything after the cannibal masturbators to the time scale cannibal masturbators yeah, the time skip. it's almost it's almost like one of the cool things about using time skips in stories is it has to be for a fucking reason yeah I and if you like... do a time skip that's literally a new story at that yeah. point um no you're totally right i mean i, I had a kind of note on the same thing which is that ben, totally right. ben looked really proud of himself just then for those of you listening on the audio um so uh, on the note of all of that stuff, this is the opposite of the Walking Dead problem, and I'm going to use this to illustrate a point that I feel about a lot of Sorry, the, these Netflix the shows. The Walking Dead problem is in like the singular, the TV show. Well, the, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was, I will, I was going for a different angle, but I yeah. now is not the time um, for that, Adam. <laughs> but I will fight you. Um, one of the biggest problems the Walking Dead has is that structurally it has a lot of similarities to Night Flyers and a lot of Martin's work, where nothing ever happens for a while. Um, but it always feels like a lot is happening. Like right. there's a lot of movement, but there's never any narrative change, generally speaking. Um, so even though this book is, oh, sorry, even though this TV show is an adaptation, like Martin's biggest problem lingers, which is that he's got really great character work, but, and like really cool philosophical ideas, but never has anything for the characters to do or discuss about it. Like there's these, like the meat probe and like all that stuff is like really mm. cool and interesting. And like, same with the bees and like Teo being able to like, you know, do this telepathy with the rat and stuff like, or the bunny or whatever, like, and you know, whether or not all the, you know, it's all, is it the mother yeah, the, or anything? The tapeworm thing never came to anything. But it never goes anywhere. Yeah. What that was like a really thing? cool. That? The, at one Whereas point the tape he, where he's he like trying to read, read the, rabbit, the mind of the rabbit. But it turns and, into it's, a tapeworm. and it's like this, all he hears oh, is just like yeah. hunger and like eating. And he's like, oh, it's the tapeworm inside. Like that was a cool, I was like, that's sick. That was and pretty they cool. did nothing with it. it. It's, it's a problem of, this is kind of Stephen Moffat's issue as far as writing. We've talked about this so many times. I don't want to rehash old conversations, but 
it's a misunderstanding of structure from the writer's perspective, or at least the people that are making decisions about what the episodes look like, which I imagine is not just Martin, it's the whole team. Um, there's also like marketing and stuff involved where they say you need to hit at least this many episodes and set up a second season, all that stuff. I understand it's not... At that point, you do lose some creative control, but it's a, mis- it's a misinterpretation of what a story is supposed to do when it comes to a medium and when it comes to setup and payoff. The point of a story is the the setup is paid off within the same story, but there's enough non-resolved conflict and issues to create an interesting next narrative if that's where you want to go but your primary job as a storyteller is to tell a good story right the problem now is with netflix and stuff like that the goal is to get renewed yeah it's kind of like how politicians their job is to, to do policy but now their job is to get reelected. Yeah. it's that same cycle where it's like if if all you're thinking about is the next thing you're not focusing on what you're doing and i think there are so many cool ideas in the show that if they'd ended this you know when the time skip happens? If they ended the episode, there was no time skip, it just ended. That was season one. Yeah. And then season, season two starts with the time you'd skip. You'd go, oh, that was really interesting, like, the, the way hell? that that yeah. show... you go like, oh, it was cool it wasn't resolved, but we learned that it wasn't Teo. Like, we like we, we learned enough about the story to know that, okay, the main, the main conflict, which is, is this psychic person fucking with the ship? The answer is sometimes, but it's not just him. But then, like, the... Then Cynthia would just become a Moriarty. That's where I feel the problem is. The fact that they... She already is that. But the fact that she... Yeah, she is that. And this, she is the... Like, she... The fact that she sort of comes back and provides a minimal amount of conflict at the end of the well, show. She, she provides enough conflict for us to learn that what's-his-face is a... Is a tube man. Which is a very... Captain Eris. Yeah, but like that's such a minor thing that didn't like he. We learn he's a. We don't. She's actually not required for him to become a tube man. We realize we find out he's a tube man because Rowan goes crazy and axes him, and then he says, "Hey, go in the door." Cynthia's just exists and just the only part she plays in the end is a so that we can see. Oh, what's her character's name? The the cyber Jackie in person. Uh- um. Lomi. Lomi. Like, the, she, like, she exists to take over Lomi so that Lomi is relevant for Lomi as in the actor who plays Lomi. I don't know. <laughs> is relevant for the rest of the season. Well, yeah, they shelved her halfway through. Yeah. Like, her coming back does nothing for the story where it just feels like a Moriarty thing in Sherlock where Moriarty is just there because he's the villain. Well, e- even, even more, even closer analogy because it's what The Matrix Reloaded is based off is in the second Matrix film... They solve the first film's problems, and then they go, shit, we need to do a sequel. Uh, what if the, what if Agent Smith took over someone from the Matrix and went to, to the ship in person? It's the yeah. same thing. Like, they went, shit, we've run out of ideas for how to generate a conflict. the villain, different body. Let's bring back the villain, but put them in the real world this time, even though they made good? them interesting. What? I haven't... The, ma- the other two Matrix films? The, what, what, other, films? what other two Matrix films? What are you talking about? Have they you, don't exist. Right, okay. They're, so they're not very good. Okay. <laughs> no, they're fucking atrocious. <laughs> You're right, okay. So they, I'm not going to sully. Is, hang on, serviceable. The third hang one on. is hot trash. They are right, pure... Right. F- no, they... Well, they're pure philosophy... And as philosophy they're pieces, pure shit. they're brilliant. No, okay, they're so they're no. trash. What you're as saying they're, is they're trash. The third one is philosophy. Listen, it's not philosophy. It's just no, masturbatory you, garbage. No, no, no. Okay, he, no, no, no. It's like wank fuel. This masturbatory garbage. <laughs> this is an argument for another time. Um, Cannibalistic masturbatory. You're wrong, garbage. and it's fine. But I'm wrong. We can fine. talk about it. Later. That's like um, a that's a that's a really good bad name. Cannibalistic masturbatory garbage. The same thing about the fucking two mate. They're, look, they're, hot they're terrible films. <laughs> yes, because the end Wichowski- of story. 
<laughs> I don't want to do this now. We can come back to it. Um, look, what Continue. I was going to say was that kind of inclusion of those kinds of twists and the way that they try and force Lomi back into the story is just more of that evidence of, like, clear... Like, it seems like they wrote seven episodes and the studio went, it's got to oh be around ten. ten. And they went, oh, we... I guess we can just do the rest of I the I guess story. we'll just do a bit more. Yeah. Like, not just even, a like, little bit more. If this was 13 episodes... Yeah. Yeah. That'd be it'd good. Be like, cool. Half off. But it's half off, but it's not. It's, it's ten. It's not. It's ten. <laughs> it's a bit like how Infinity War feels like half of a thing. It just doesn't quite get... It's just, like, three quarters. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just three quarters. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because I've been, like, watching a lot more TV recently, but cannibalism is a really overused trope. Like... It's an easy Yeah, villain. it's easy because it's spooky. It, yeah. yeah, but it's it's not. It's people eating people. People do that in real life. That's not scary. Yeah, Pretty but it's like... It's like they're not even eating make... real people. It's not like they're they're keeping their population of man hostage. They're They're literally just breeding dumb lifeless meat bags for food and like okay i i guess given the circumstances that is a that is a fairly efficient and logical approach on the docket i would like to have sex with some of you and then eat the babies i thought you'd like that i do keep rolling out the hits don't i good job let's all agree that that episode is hot garbage hot garbage not yeah. Not not right. Let's not think about it. Uh, that one struck from the record. Yeah. Uh, I guess the only other sort of information I had to think about, because like we kind of talked through all of my points, really, um, is that the 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 time skip. We've identified why it's a problem, right? Yeah. I wanted to mention that I think it does some interesting stuff that I didn't hate. So some of the concepts it introduces, for instance, Carl and Agatha being at a much more mature point in their relationship, is interesting. In a different story. In this one, it doesn't quite work. Um, even yeah. even even having Rowan get into a serious relationship is interesting in a different story. Um, Captain Eris kind of being not who he says he is is a twist they've already used, so I don't care about it by the yeah. time that we find out he's a tube man. Um, basically, all I'm saying is that George R. R. Martin had about four really good ideas for a story and reused them about three times each. Yeah. Um, it's kind of that Stephen Moffat syndrome where you hang on to the stuff that works and no one tells you no, so you keep doing it. Um, and yeah, I don't want to like dig Martin too much because like, we have no idea. It's Netflix. So they don't talk about anything, but w- we're not sure how much involvement he would have had in deciding the story and the structure and the number of episodes. Um, he has passing to do with Game of Thrones. He just kind of tells them what he was going to do and then leaves it alone. Um, <laughs> so... I guess my kind of wrapping up thoughts to kind of tie everything we've said together would be sometimes a story can be constructed in a way that doesn't necessarily facilitate that story itself. So like, as we said, the first seven episodes are a great tight package, but the way that this is delivered and the medium by which it's delivered don't necessarily benefit what they're trying to do. And I think that's a big lesson that a lot of people struggle to kind of comprehend. So they go, well, the show is bad. Like, because uh, like everyone is like, well, they bombed this. Like, it's thirty three percent bad. People think yeah. this is terrible, but the show itself is actually okay. The problem is the way that it's been delivered and the structures around which it was decided how this story should be told. And that is a part of what makes it not a good story. Like, if you wrote a book and it was two hundred pages too long, it'd be a bad book. Yeah. But you can't discount how good the parts of the story are before that. And I just, I'm always wary of when we do episodes like this and we talk about something that we didn't necessarily love. It can sometimes sound like 
we're discounting the good bits. But I think this this story does a lot of stuff really well, and I found it to be at times thrilling and entertaining. Sometimes a bit too gruesome for the sake of being confronting. Uh, One or two times. I didn't think it was too bad. There were were a few points where I was just like, that's unnecessary. It it was how unnecessary. It was not like Prometheus levels of like unnecessary. There was no C-section. Yeah, there was no unnecessary C-section. Well, I think you left the theater for that (laughs) section in Prometheus. Um, But yeah, I, I, I just, I wish it was, I wish they'd stopped at episode seven. Or gone through, or to gone, gone through yeah. to the end of that arc. Um, and yeah. it's just unfortunate it's not getting renewed because I think Ba-bum. whatever they were going to do could have been cool. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any closing thoughts? No. Um, I think that like the first half was pretty good. I don't think that it was. I don't think that it was a Marmite program like the title of the thing suggests. It wasn't a masterpiece, but it wasn't it was a, a massive Marmite miss. Program. Um, yeah, a Marmite that's a term program. we don't have. You either love it or you hate it. Oh right, yeah. Right. So yep. yeah, I it it did a lot of good. It just wasn't like as a whole product, it isn't good. But there's like there's little bits of it that are fucking great. Like those first couple episodes, I honestly think they're golden. Oh, that's I so good. Really yeah. oh, I really love them. Incredible. I really like them. It's just everything after that's everything after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like you know what you could do if if you were gonna sit somebody down and make them watch like the first four episodes. And then just say that's it. That's the story. They would they would have the most positive opinion of Night Flyers that anyone could have. But they would also want to keep watching. It's a bit of a trap. Yeah, but you could it, just well, it's 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 a it's a like, spooky no. mystery horror thing. You could just say it ended there, and they'd be like, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah, it ended there, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, I know what you mean. It, it to- totally agree. Um. I just, it's one of those things that I just wish it was better. Like, because mm. I really like it. Yeah. And I want to like it, but I sound like a fucking moron telling people I like it. It's got a 33% on Metacritic. Yeah. So, that's tough. But that's why we do the show, so that I can, ex- that we don't sound like it's crazy explained. people. Yeah. Um, do you have any recommendations for this week? <laughs> it no. Happens, it's, we do this every single no. week, and you guys always act surprised. No. Nothing. Um, Adam? I, uh, I got an <laughs> Oculus last week, which is pretty <gasps> fucking cool. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be playing some VR games. I've beaten, yeah. I've beaten Super Hot. I've beaten this. Beaten the, nice. like the main game in Super Hot. Uh, I'm loving Beat Saber. Still can't play an expert difficulty, but I will get there. It's it's me. It's a rhythm game. It, it's it's gonna it's gonna happen at some point. Yeah, are you are you feeling okay? Because I feel yeah. like that would be your entire life, right? Um, I tried out Pavlov, and because of the uh, what did you call it? The smooth locomotion of like moving yeah. forward and not like jumping. Yeah. I yeah. had a, I had a motion headache for like three days. It was oh nice. cool. It was yeah, fucking y- horrible. You might be one of those people that really has to sort of really ease into yeah. smooth locomotion. Yeah, I was gonna like jokingly recommend you some games that even make me kind of nauseous, but no, like I, no, it might <laughs> actually kill you. Because um, <laughs> it's like so yeah, don't worry about it. Super hot is really really good because you're standing still. And you, you just grab, like, you can move around a little bit, you can dodge stuff, and you can duck and weave, but it's like, for, for the most part, you're just, you're just picking stuff up, doing stuff with the stuff you pick up, and not moving. It's the same with Beat Saber, it's the same with uh, Robo Recall, which for a free game bundled in, it's surprisingly fun. Uh, what else? Uh, I've been playing Metro Exodus. I just put out a video on that, if you want to check that out. It's really short, it's like three and a half minutes. Um... It's a good little fun little bite-sized one. I like doing those little kind of choice, kind of one concept, one really short video things. Um, and if you're a patron, yeah, if you're a patron, you know that I'm working on a 
super exciting project that's coming out soon with some of my favorite boys. I won't say more than that right now, but it's coming out very soon. And yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> and it's coming out. It's coming out really soon. I just I have been spent. I've, it's going to be my my entire life for the next kind of two months. Um, so that's really exciting. And the first part of that will be out probably next week. Um, it's a very exciting opportunity. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, which now it sounds like I'm talking about. But just what I'm saying is, keep watch this space. Um, about Facebook. Uh, I'm also working on content, but shut up, Adam. Adam, it, it, no it's, one. It's, come it's, on, we're doing the plug. YouTube. It's, uh, actually, we should do Adam's plugs first. Adam, uh, where can people find you? Uh, fuck, fuck. Uh, it's, a, it's that Adley everywhere. everywhere. It's not that hard. You say one slash that Adley. At that Adley on yeah. Twitter. It's it's he's, that, he's, that's that's yeah. it. That's all I use. That's all I uh, use. F- uh, face YouTube. Uh, <laughs> face YouTube.com. We gotta get through this. Fuck YouTube.com. Twitter slash no YouTube.com <laughs> slash DCM work. Twitter at DCM underscore works. Uh, Patreon. Patreon.com slash DCM works. Uh, if you want to subscribe, uh, our tiers start at three dollars a month. You get access to everything we've done. That includes early access to video essays, video projects. You get the extra 20 minutes of our post show for Art for Artists, which varies in quality dramatically, but it's definitely <laughs> the best, explicit. It really the best. Um, <laughs> I do things like, you know, making of where I go through video essays and I talk about how I wrote them or put them together. Um, you can get access to over 60 plus episodes of our behind the scenes podcast, including our spooky interface series, um, which we'll be talking about in our post show. Uh, aside from that, it really helps support the show, and we view it more as like a subscription rather than like a donation. So, if you're interested in that stuff, check it out. Big thanks to Yup Kumans and Cameron, who are our top Patreon supporters this month. We do appreciate the heck out of you guys. Helps us keep doing what we're doing and all that good stuff. Otherwise, if you want to follow us individually, I'm at DCM. I hate pie. I'm at Little Citrus. Ah, uh, that And we'll see you guys next week. Love you all. Love you too.